Hi, good morning. Today is June 7th, 2021, and we are in the middle of eclipse season, um, activating our Gemini, is it Gemini Sagittarius part of our chart? Um, for me, that's my third and ninth house as um, I am a Libra rising. But anyway, I was going to be talking to you all about my own personal transits, which happen to everyone, but not necessarily happening to you at this time. Though if you're around my age, I'm 44, it may be happening to you. So I think I'm in the middle of a Saturn, a Saturn opposition. Well, it's Uranus opposition and it's 12.5. Yeah, Saturn opposition. Goodness, I need to look at my Stephen Forrest um, and Saturn square Uranus. Oh boy. Oh boy. Saturn square Uranus. Pluto trying Jupiter is pretty cool. Pluto square Venus. Oy vey. Pluto square Venus. Y'all know what it means. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening and, uh, let's get started. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Obviously you need to order Stephen forests sky transits for yourself but i'm going to read about where did it go um my pluto square venus which for me is through october 17th 2021 and it had been going on before i even got this report which was i don't know nine months ago um the planet pluto is shading the spirit of your life nowadays and in a nutshell that means you're being challenged to heal Pluto, as you know, is the lord of the underworld, or to put it more succinctly, the god of hell. <laughs> and it is disquieting, to say the least, to imagine that this deity is currently dining at your table. But take heart, the hell inside of you needs airing out and is essentially what this transit is about. Um, like the rest of us, you've sometimes had to keep the proverbial stiff upper lip and simply get on with your life, but where does all the hurt go? Deep down into the unconscious mind, where it stays until you're clear enough and strong enough to handle resurrecting it and really going beyond it. Pluto's action is to bring up buried emotions. Its tone is intense. It feels moody and confrontive. It can destabilize and disrupt the areas of your life that it's touching. The best course is to resolve to go deeper and deeper truth above kindness and resolution over comfort it's not easy but in the end the energizing and empowering of the psyche make the process worthwhile what is pluto actually doing currently it is square your natal venus although pluto is a slow-moving planet and usually unfolds its story over a period of two to three years during the period of this report the action peaks sometime before the report period First, we must recognize that the action and the developmental pressures are rooted in the fourth house, for that's the region of your birth chart through which Pluto is currently passing. So that is specific to um, not everyone when they experience Pluto square Venus, but, and this is not, this is not the transit that I was talking about that happens to everyone around this age, because Venus could be anywhere in your chart when you're born, whereas with Pluto when or or some of the older planets it stays in a uh, a sign sometimes for generations because pluto moves so slowly pluto is one of those outer planets that i'm talking about um the best course is to resolve to go deeper and deeper truth above kindness and truth above kindness and resolution over comfort truth above kindness hmm i think kindness and truth are on the same level it's not easy but in the end, the energizing and empowering of the psyche make the process worthwhile. 
Although Pluto is a slow-moving planet and usually unfolds its story over a period of two or three years, during the period of this report, the action peaks before the report period. We must recognize that the action and the developmental pressures are rooted in the fourth house, for that's the region in your birth chart where Pluto's passing. Immediately, that realization places our attention on two fundamental areas. The first is your home and family, which may well be making their needs felt in the key of Pluto. And the second, often confused by the first, is your own happiness and that deep soul feeling inside yourself to which you must be true in your life to stay on course. Under this kind of stimulation, a person often benefits from considering his or her deepest beliefs and attitudes from a conventional psychotherapeutic perspective, which is, in essence, is to say, figure out what mom and dad taught you and drop what no longer is consistent with your own course. But what's the issue? What part of your own life is at stake? To answer that, we turn our attention to Venus, which is being invited into development by those familial and emotional pressures. Um... When Venus gets hooked up with Pluto, the progress of love, Venus, depends utterly on the invitation. Page six, Skylog Laura, page seven, Skylog Laura. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously, and what I am reading from is the Skylog Astrological Report for Laura. I got it for January um, 1st, 2021 to January 1st, 2022, and it is Stephen... Forest's interpretation of my transits. So Uranus, opposition to Uranus, I just ended a, a hit of that on June 3rd, and I will get it again May 16th to December 5th. Great, great. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Pluto square Venus. Is this just what I just read? Pluto square Venus? What was I in Venus square Pluto? Oh, no, it's what I just read. Okay, sorry. Pluto square Venus, got it. Neptune aligns with the sixth house cusp. Yep, I know. Moon enters Gemini. Progressed moon enters Gemini. Hell yeah. That's why I'm doing podcasts, baby. Jupiter aligns with the fifth house, March 15th. Yeah. Saturn opposition, March 15th to August 4th. And then July 22nd, and then December 22nd. That's my Saturn opposition. So when we're talking about Saturn Saturn opposition, and this happens to everyone, this is what Stephen says. This planet, Saturn, is currently casting a gray light on your circumstance circumstances, but it is the bleak gray of sorrow or the clear comforting gray of wisdom and digested... Ex- wait, but... Is it the bleak grave sorrow or the clear comforting gray of wisdom and digested experience? That's the choice. Saturn is classically viewed as a bad planet, the greater malefic. Don't believe it. Used correctly, its transits, its transits can bring dignity and self-respect. Essentially, Saturn is about maturity. The part of your life that's being touched by the Saturnian energies needs to grow up, which, despite the lies we're all told, it's not a process one mysteriously completes on one's 21st birthday. There is an area of your life that you have simply outgrown yourself, at least inwardly. The task now is to adjust your outward circumstances to reflect the maturity you've already attained physically and invisibly. It is, is, it 
is a material problem, not fundamentally a psychological one. To succeed, there is first the need to face reality squarely, even if it's unsavory, then to, t- to make a hard choice. That is, to reach an emotional bottom line and not be crippled by your awareness of the ambiguities in your situation. And finally, in a spirit of commitment, persistence, and self-discipline, to claim those circumstances in your life which reflect the hard inner work you've been doing over the past few years. That's Saturn in general. Specifically, Saturn is opposite your natal Saturn. And then he gives the dates that are, to me specifically, you have to order yours, your Skylog, to find out for you. Um, Rooted in the fourth house, of course. Um, Saturn is currently passing my fourth house. Right, right, because this was in January. Okay. Two areas are immediately focalized. Your domestic or familiar environment, which is now likely to make its presence felt in the spirit and mood of Saturn, and that deep soul feeling inside yourself to which you must be true if your life is to stay on course. We would call it your personal myth or simply your bliss. And again, in staying true to these levels of your being, you must now stay true to Saturn. But what are the core questions? What area of your life is most affected by these domestic or psychological developments? The answer lies with Saturn, which is being invited into development during this long talk with yourself and the resultant sorting out of your real essence from your family training. Getting kicked out of the nest one way or another is an elemental part of life. Faced with the stark, unyielding actualities of the real world, you either die then and there or get on with the cunning calculating business of staying alive to accomplish either of those ends you activate the energies of your natal saturn your self-discipline your patience your practicality if you choose survival and if you choose to give up you draw into fear and probably get into a mood of despair and defeat when saturn is triggered by passing transits or progressions it signals a time in which hard work is appropriate necessary and the best insurance for happiness Often it suggests that the circumstances or even people who have been a significant part of your past must now be left behind, making way for more mature expression of your identity. In what way do those notions connect with your present experiences, your present circumstances? Understand that Saturn occupies the 10th house of your natal chart, an area of which refers to issues of career status. That's to me specifically. Saturn is in a different house in each person, remember. And then everyone has the houses in the same spot on their chart. So it's like a pie wheel. There's tw- there's It's like a pie. There's um, 12 pieces of the pie. Everyone has that first house right there on the left side, um, right above the hor- right below the horizon. And then it goes to the second house, third house, and it goes around. Everyone has those houses in the exact same position, but... So for everyone, the 10th house is career, but not for everyone is Saturn in your 10th house. That has to do with the exact time you were born. Um, Concerns which are currently undergoing considerable developmental pressure and change. All positive steps in terms of profession or your place in the community hold one point in common. They move you further and further in the direction of Saturn as we just described it. Any work that will prove enduringly satisfying invokes the considerable energies of Saturn in you. Any work that does not embody them will turn out to be transitory or deadening. Deadening? That sounds horrible. When Saturn interacts with its own natal position, as we observe here in the Saturn opposition, which means it's opposing on the e- it's on either side of the wheel. Remember that the um, it goes around, I think it takes 12 years to go around 
no, it takes 28 years to go around because people's Saturn return happens at around age 28 to 30. When Saturn interacts with, with its own natal position, um, commitment is the highest path and the one which brings the most joy in the long run. At some level, a vow is called for now, at least a vow to yourself. It will take effort. And the effort will be costly and exhausting, but it will be well worth it. We hear so much about being in touch with the inner child. Good advice, but not now. Saturn is about being in touch with the inner adult, which is to say being in touch with determination, patience, and your own core moral values. I absolutely love that. Like if I could pull that out of this podcast and just say that quote. What? Let me see if I can highlight it in this. It's it's like a book. Um... Well, I open it, and go- it's a Google Doc, but it's like a book in that it's very long. The ge- geometric angle or aspect involved in the process we are studying, as we said, the opposition. Not surprisingly, this suggests that the natal planet and the moving one are 180 degrees apart. Tension is thus woven into the spirit of this period of your life. The two forces we described are polarized, which often translates emotionally into a feeling of being damned if you do and damned if you do- don't. How do you break the logjam? Recognize that any impossibilities you are experiencing in this area probably arise from an incomplete or biased consciousness. Something is missing in your view of the problem. And that missing link, here's the corker, lies in the wisdom embodied by those people or situations that are now antagonizing you. It's not that they're right and you're wrong, only that the truth that can carry you beyond this impasse lies somewhere between the two positions. Fine. Saturn square Uranus. Oh, this is through July 27th, and then I'm going to get another hit in December. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then Uranus square Saturn. April to May 23rd, and then I'm going to get another hit in December. Um, the planet Uranus... Uranus aligns with the 8th cusp, July 8th. Oh, Lord. What's about to happen to me? Uranus came up earlier in this report. Now we encounter it again. As you may recall, this planet is the wild card in life and often correlates with unexpected events. Behind the roller coaster ride, the real issue is your ability to claim your true individuality, even if that involves destabilizing certain aspects of your existing circumstances. Uranus currently is conjunct your natal eighth house cusp. And then he gives my dates. Taboo. That's the key to understanding the eighth house. Traditionally, it's been called the house house of death, and that at least provides us a starting point. Death and dying are taboo subjects. Anyone who's piped up at a cocktail party with the words, we're all going to die, would be considered a very strange individual. But life is full of such subject. Disease, aging, sexuality, all are dealt with indirectly through rituals of religion, stylized conversations, and of course, endless jokes. In the language of psychology, such material is almost always at least partly repressed. And the same can be said for another class of human experience, those painful, shaming, wounding events which pepper everyone's biography. With Uranus currently triggered, your eighth house, triggering your eighth house, you're invited to make the unconscious mind conscious. You have reached a point in your journey where you are strong enough, sometimes it is best to say barely strong enough, to face what you stored behind your own walls of taboo. The process is always characterized by a certain moodiness and brooding as the memories emerge into consciousness. And those moods typically bear the tone of Uranus as we described it above. 
Quite possibly nothing happens outward. The work may be purely internal, but sometimes you are asked to face frightening human realities in the present tense. A good friend becomes seriously ill. Hard truths emerge in an emotionally charged relationship. Perhaps an immediate intimate death occurs. You are deepening and healing in this phase of life. Wisdom is being built. So yeah, and then he goes into it. The means, and then I've got Pluto trying Jupiter all the way through September 20th. And I set up a calendar, and I don't know if I understand my own calendar. All of these are continuing. Because I stopped in October. So I needed to go back because I don't even remember like how I did this. How I set up this calendar, um, I guess I just went through and looked at each transit. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, I'm a projector in human design, and that means that I'm here to master systems, and I follow my bliss of what I love to study and what I love to explore. I'm also a very creative person. That's part of my process. Um, I do crafty little things. I'm not a, an artist per se, um, artists call me outsider art because I'm so, I don't know how you say it, but you'll know what I mean when I say out. I mean, if you know art, you know outsider art. Um, I'm definitely an outsider. What else was I going to say? I think that's all. I'm about to go on a nature walk with a friend that has been a long time coming. Like It's been a whole like three weeks since we've walked. So we need to walk and look at plants and bitch about our lives uh because that's what friends do um i'll talk to you at another thanks for listening so my idea is for this podcast is to just make podcasts maybe even more than one episode a day just about different things i can pull cards i can pull crystal cards i can pull animal cards i can pull tree cards celtic tree cards i can um, i'm talking about oracle cards And I can just read excerpts from different things that I'm reading and learning. For example, I'm reading the I Ching. And I say that I'm a projector because projectors have to be invited to guide. And when you're clicking on my podcast and you're listening to it, I'm taking that as you inviting me into your ears, into your home, into wherever this is playing and you, and you can be listening to me. Um, that way, I'm not sitting around waiting for you to um, invite me to do something. I've multiple times had a lot of people invite me to do podcasts. So I know there's people out there who do like to hear me babble and ramble. They learn something. They get like some some little thing that they grab and they take it and they run and they research that, you know. And a lot of it can be extraneous and a lot of people find that entertaining. And those are the people for me. Those are the people for me. All right. I hope you guys are doing well and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. But I guess, I guess I didn't finish what I was saying. When I'm telling you that I'm a projector what I'm, and, and that I need invitations, what I'm telling you is that I throw out a bunch of things. It's like casting seeds. It's like fishing. And if there's something that you want to go down the rabbit hole hearing me talk about, you have to tell me. So you can either DM me on Instagram, which is starsucka, S-T-A-R-S-U-C-C-A, or you can email me at starsucka at gmail.com. Um, I do astrology, I do human design readings, I do natal chart readings, 
And the way I operate is that I have volunteers. And most of my volunteers are friends or even someone I've met once. I have less than five people who are, uh, I consider them friends, but I've never met them in person just because I connected with them on the internet (laughs) during COVID time. So um, I have my list of volunteers. I think there's like 70 spots. I don't remember. There might be 100 spots. Anyway, I pay astro.com $50 a year so that I can save everyone's birth information. And the next time that comes around, I'm going to ask if people want to keep me, um, want me to be able to keep my list, um, want me to be able to look at their chart and look at their transits or look at um, aspects of their natal personality. And all I need is 50 bucks. So um, I can just at that time let you know my PayPal. Actually, my PayPal is starsucka at gmail.com. So I'm not at that point, like it's not due, but I'll let you know. I'm also working on an Amazon wish list because I really want a hedge witch oracle deck. And one of the things I pride myself in is that I don't take advertisers. And the reason I love that so much is because I don't like advertisers. Like I almost listen to my own podcast and other people's podcasts as a meditation. It's relaxing and I can listen to it and I can listen to my own. Yes. It's not that I love the list to hear my voice. It's that I like that I can control the content that's going into my subconscious. So I know that things I'm saying are coming from a good place, are having a good energy behind them. You know, they're not like I end up going towards um, tales of missing people and that's all good and well that's all fine but to a certain extent you know I can't sit around and just be listening to these tales of women going missing constantly including going into my subconscious when I'm trying to fall asleep I just don't think that's a good idea and that's why I came to this podcast thing and specifically I love to listen to lists um, and I could be totally alone but there's no way there's no way I'm the only person that loves to listen to lists so here's an example Um, when I'm looking at the human design gates and you can look this up on goodness, gene keys, Google gene keys, codex, animal totem. And I'm going to tell you the human design gates. Maybe I should make a completely different one. Yeah. Cause then I could do, yeah, I'll make a completely different one and show you what I mean about the, um, the lists. Cause They are composing, and they, I mean, the guy who wrote Human Design, uh, Gene Keys, and I think his name is Paul. Is it Paul Rudd? Um, Hold on, I have the book right here. Oh my gosh, Richard Rudd. I got it very close. Um, They have assigned a bird, an animal, and an insect or fish to every single human design gate, and it's absolutely fascinating. Fascinating information.